breaking news from KXAN News. And that breaking news is a family is okay, but their home nearly destroyed after a fire overnight. Austin firefighters saying it started getting calls around 2 o'clock this morning about a house on fire. This is over on Breezy Pass Cove in the Oak Hill area right off of 290. You saw the extent of the destruction there. This is a live look from the front of the house. The fire is out. Austin Fire says smoke alarms woke up the homeowners. Neighbors initially saying it was a grass fire, but then noticed it had spread to the home. AFD says parents and a young child made it out safely. The cause of that fire, an electrical issue with a battery charging lawn equipment. The problem is something the Austin Fire Division chief we spoke with says happens a lot. We do see that quite a bit, unfortunately, uh, with the lithium batteries. Um, so you really got to be careful when and where you're charging those. Uh, you know, we don't recommend charging them overnight or, you know, somewhere where they can, you know, especially like in the garage or something like that. Uh, they really need to be somewhere where you can monitor them. Luckily, that family made it out safely. Crews are going to stay on scene later into the morning monitoring for hot spots. Big heads up because ERCOT is issuing another weather watch. The state grid operator anticipating higher demand with the potential for low reserves starting today. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. So this is going to last until Sunday. We have meteorologist Sean Kelly here. We hear weather watch. What's that mean? Well, it's going to be hot. Yeah. The heat returns. We got a little bit of relief yesterday. So you want to keep an eye on just how much power you're using because while ERCOT expects to have enough to meet demand, if it gets too high, it may have to ask you to voluntarily conserve energy. It's part of a new transparency effort since the massive winter storm in 2021. So let's get to what's going on out there right now. We have the heat advisories which are in place. We didn't have this for everyone yesterday, so that's already a key difference here. Heat advisories for nearly every county. What this means, we're talking about dangerous heat returning. Feels like temperatures up to 110 degrees later on this afternoon. So we wanna make sure everyone's being safe, drinking plenty of fluids and taking frequent breaks in the shade if you happen to be working outside. It's 79 though in San Saba, a comfortable start down towards the south in Gillespie County at 76 degrees. Metro temperatures here, pretty similar, 78 in Lakeway. Then we're up to 80 degrees in Georgetown, Taylor as well, out towards the east, we're into the 70, 78 in Giddings, 80 in Cameron. If you're heading out on the trail, the big key today, no rain chances out there as that uh, tropical storm Harold, which made landfall yesterday morning, continuing to move out and away from us and, of course, weakening quite a bit. We're just left with the humidity to deal with. These are the actual temperatures, but once again, feels like temperatures as high as 110 degrees. Will we see some relief and maybe a little bit more rain? We'll talk about that coming up. In Speaking of rain, you stepped outside yesterday. There's a chance you got wet. Look at that downpour raining around parts of central Texas. Tropical storm Harold helping bring this and it's something we haven't seen in at least a month at least. From Buta to Spicewood, some people getting soaked as some of Harold's rain bands reach central Texas. Harold made landfall on Padre Island yesterday morning, unleashing heavy rain to the southern coastal areas, including the city of Corpus Christi. 
Well, right now back here at home, firefighters are dealing with this. They are working to put out a fire that's burned at least 200 acres. The Texas Forest Service tells us the rigid oak fire is 95% contained. Again, this is in Llano. Um, and so they think that they will stop it from growing. This is happening northeast of that city. Tropical Storm Harold contributed to a higher wildfire threat in central Texas due to the high winds that we saw yesterday. And when there is a wildfire, firefighters are asking you, do not fly drones over it. The Texas A&M Forest Service says a helicopter delivering water to this wildfire in Caldwell County almost crashed with a drone that came within feet of it. The near miss happened on Friday. The Forest Service says a situation like this can be deadly for aircraft crews or firefighters on the ground because pilots have no way to detect a drone that's nearby. This is not the only fire that crews have warned about it, by the way. When fighting the wildfire that damaged homes on Palmer Lane earlier this month, the Forest Service said it could suspend aerial support totally. There are many residents that are coming out to help at the actual site and location that are showing up and flying drones and taking pictures. All that they're simply doing is distracting our resources. So not only is it dangerous, right? It's also a crime to fly a drone in a fire area. People who are found to interfere with wildfire suppression with drones can be fined up to $25,000 and face criminal prosecution. Let's talk politics and the first of many debates ahead in the 2024 presidential election is tonight. Eight Republicans are taking a stage in Milwaukee. NBC's Garrett Hake is there talking with the Republican hopefuls on their pitch to voters. Hey, good morning. It's the biggest night of the presidential primary season so far. Debate night in Wisconsin. Eight candidates on the stage tonight. All the Republicans vying for the nomination except the front runner, Donald Trump, not here. Coming up on the Today Show, I'll have how he's counter-programming this debate, the strategies of the candidates who will be on stage to either go around Donald Trump or through him to the Republican nomination while he faces his latest legal challenge in Georgia later this week. That's all coming up this morning on Today. Another sign of our drought, this from Wimberley's Blue Hole Regional Park. It's now closed. It's a popular spot for swimming. Closed, though, for the next two weeks because the water's too low and unsafe for swimming. Cypress Creek at Blue Hole is approximately two feet below normal. Park's saying it's going to issue a full refund of people who bought tickets. The rest of the park will remain open for hiking, biking, picnics. picnics. However, there's no grilling allowed because of the burn ban. Park will reevaluate things in two weeks. Students and parents at two schools in our area upset over protests right outside of the school. Messages that were hateful. How saving the environment may end up costing more. Why Texas is slapping an extra fee on people driving electric cars. Good morning, a live look up in Round Rock and I-35 is quiet here as it is throughout most of Central Texas at this hour. We appreciate you joining us here on KXAN News today, no matter where you're going next. I want to tell you about this. Austin ISD is going to have a counseling team ready at McCallum High School today after protests upset several parents and students. Yeah, yesterday people told us that they were seeing hateful messages outside of the school, people holding up signs. And we also heard from similar incidents that happened on the University of Texas campus. And Gagsan's Grace Reader breaks down what you can do about it. 
As students were released from McCollum High School Tuesday, roughly eight protesters met them with anti-LGBTQ and anti-abortion messages, the school district confirmed. KXAN is not sharing photos and videos of the protest, which is standard practice for us, as we don't want to spread hateful messaging. Instead, we need to be standing up and saying that everyone belongs and that this is a community for everyone. That kind of hateful rhetoric is something Councilmember Allison Alter just helped launch an entire city campaign to stop. It's called We All Belong and it was created after a series of hate speech incidents and a hate crime in which Alter's synagogue was burned in 2021. It is an effort to, one, make reporting a hate incident or crime easier, and two, to celebrate the cultural richness and diversity of our community. For incidents like the one at McCollum High School, Alter says the new program gives people information on when they should take action and how. It tells you when to call 911, when to use iReport, um, and other options. People do need to report. You can also partner with the city to host a pop-up event where they'll provide event messaging and a toolkit to share. We have a link for how to do that at kxan.com. Take action in the form of having those hard community conversations or creating a space where people can come together and celebrate your culture that may have been attacked in some way so that we can fight hate with love and, and fight it with light. Grace Reader, KXAN News. Still had a new look for Kyle that has a lot of folks there excited. The state of the city that is dealing with expansive growth. We have the intense moment a victim's family confronted the man who killed their son in a drunk driving crash. Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, as we kick off another day here on KXAN News today. Thanks for being with us. We're looking a little bit closer at growth right now in Central Texas, and we're focusing in on Kyle. Since 2020, Hayes County there, that city has grown by nearly 25%, city doubling, more than doubling since 2010. Yeah, and the message was underscored by the mayor when he gave the state of the city address and announced more businesses coming to Kyle. Gigs and Sarah Alshea gives us a look at the projects that are already in the works. What we got instead is Tesla. From a big new facility for car manufacturing giant Tesla to dozens of new restaurants. Crumble cookie, snooze, kava. A 600,000 square foot lifestyle center. These are some examples of the tenants that NewQuest loves to bring to their development projects. And a new hospital. This is St. David's, seven stories. $300 million first phase investment going in right next to HEB. All that coming to the city of Kyle. During the 2023 State of the City Address, Mayor Travis Mitchell set the stage for the future. We have projects going on in the city, east and west, north and south. It's a place Dustin Allen and his family have called home for nearly a decade now. Texas Roadhouse coming, all, all kinds of of different sit-down restaurants, which I think was um, something that uh, was needed here. Also a realtor, uh, Alan noticed more people wanting to move to the area. He says the housing inventory is expanding to keep up with the demand. There's thousands of new houses going up in Kyle. The plan is for the city to get a lot bigger. Ultimately, Mitchell says the city's goal is to make Kyle a place where people can live, work, play, and shop. The vision for the city of Kyle to move past being a bedroom community into being a thriving community. Sarah Alsha, KXAN News.
There are some concerns with the growth, though. The Kyle Mayor says they are addressing road and water concerns that residents have, including plans to double the water supply and rehabilitate old streets. And in some context, we showed you back in March, Costco opened up stores in Kyle. And at the same time, the city told us it had over 20 new restaurants either already open or in construction and coming soon phase of the business. Costco was well received and is still well received. Yeah. I mean, it makes a big difference when you don't have to leave your community to like do your grocery shopping yeah. or go to dinner. It, it just makes life a lot easier that way. I mean, even a short bike ride. I mean, having that's options right. to eat too. I mean, that, so I think it's key. Yeah, it's key. exactly. Kyle, did they get any of their, I know Buta did, which is next to Kyle. <laughs> did they get any of the, the rain, rain yesterday? Uh, the, they got some rain cooling air. Rain adjacent. You know, not everyone got That's the so rain. That's so nicely put. I know, but it, it was still nice. It was still nice. Yeah. Even if you missed out, you had some of that rain cooling yeah. air, and yeah. we had temperatures below 100 degrees. We ended our, our streak, our record breaking 45 days in a row of triple digit temperatures. 45 days, it came to an end yesterday. Unfortunately, I wish we could keep it going. We, we can't, we can't. We're back up into the triple digits today and dangerously hot as well. If maybe you're gonna be doing any kind of swimming today, hey, it's technically still summer. It still feels like summer. If you're got some uh, friends or neighbors that you're gonna be hanging out with today, doing some kayaking, some paddle boarding, it's gonna be a terrific day for that. Don't forget the sunscreen though, as we're back up with a very high UV index of 10 here on this scale. We're starting off in South Austin under a mainly clear sky. We'll even see clearing conditions further into the later part of the morning here. Over the next few hours, you'll see these temperatures here climb into the uh, upper 90s, close to lunchtime. It's gonna be, be a very hot one, especially when you factor in the humidity, the muggy conditions returning to our area. So we're sitting at 78 in Rockdale, 79 in Cameron, 78 in Burnett, 78 in Bastrop as well. So that's not bad, it's pretty comfortable. Another good thing about the forecast today is it's not as windy as what we dealt with over the past two days. So those wildfire concerns, though they are still high, they are improving from what we dealt with yesterday here. But it doesn't take much with this ongoing drought, which is in the extreme to exceptional category for much of the area. We've got this big ridge, this big heat dome across much of the nation. We're not alone in this heat. You could see the heat all the way up into the northern plains, back into the Great Lakes. Chicago today will be dealing with highs into the triple digits as well. Here's the center of that heat dome. Over the course of the next few days, it gets closer to us. What does that mean? things start to heat up over the next few days. I do have some good news though. In about five to seven days, it shifts a little bit further out towards the western part of the country, and then we'll see temperatures here maybe, maybe below 100 degrees by early next week, and then a few additional rain shower opportunities. Other than a spot shower, maybe in Gillespie County, we are dry today, starting to see clearing conditions, but this is what's left of the moisture of Harold's, which continues to weaken as it moves over the mountains of Mexico. 104 for a high temperature today. Over the course of the next seven days, we heat things up. 106 tomorrow feels like temperatures exceeding 110 degrees. Dangerously hot conditions continuing to the weekend, but we'll be watching out for a few shower chances that we could look forward to from Friday and into Saturday. And then look at that, early next week, we may get a little bit closer to 
just 100 degrees. Just 100. Thank you, Sean. UPS workers have avoided a strike. The union representing 340,000 workers says its members voted to approve a tentative contract agreement reached last month. Comes after weeks of negotiations threatened to disrupt package deliveries. The new five-year contract passed with support from more than 86% of voting union members. Gives raises across the workforce, puts new heat safety protections in place. That includes a plan to bring air conditioning to all of the company's iconic brown delivery vehicles. Striking actors and their allies are rallying together in Burbank, California today. SAG-AFTRA, the actors union, has been on strike since July 14th, demanding higher pay and protection from the use of AI. Some of the Hollywood biggest names out there like Kerry Washington vowed to stick together and fight for what they believe in. We deserve to be paid a fair wage. We deserve to be able to have access to health care. We deserve to be able to live a just life. We deserve to be able to be protected from machines pretending to be us. We deserve to be working artists and devote ourselves for the betterment of others and be paid fairly. The Writers Guild of America, which represents Hollywood's writers, has also been on strike since May 2nd. Online job hiring platform Indeed showing off its new global headquarters and it's right here in downtown Austin. And yesterday we told you that the company is choosing this area because of its tech growth and we got a tour of the tower. It's located along Lavaca Street between 6th and 7th inside workspace areas that are adjustable to give maximum flexibility. We bring employers from all over the country and sometimes all over the world uh, to come here and talk with us and innovate with us about the future of work. Indeed was founded in 2004 here in Austin. Exactly Company expects to have roughly 300 to 400 people who use the office regularly. Finding affordable homes may be difficult for potential home buyers. Mortgage rates are the highest they've been since 2000. According to Mortgage News Daily, the average rate on the popular 30-year fixed mortgage is at nearly 7.5%. Demand remains high, but supply of homes for sale lacking. Starting September 1st, electric vehicle owners right here in Texas, you're going to have to pay $200 extra for registration. Texas officials say the reason behind that charge is to make up for money the state loses every time an electric vehicle driver is not paying a gas tax. The state says that the primary funding for maintaining roads here comes from that gas tax. So some say though that this is going to play a role in how people decide what to buy. People are making their purchasing decisions based on a lot of different factors. And so um, increased uh, tax fees, registration fees are just one of those. 32 other states have similar charges for electric vehicles. In Texas, more than 200,000 electric vehicles have been registered as of June of this year. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. It's down the road a bit, but December 3rd will be a big day at Moody Center for the UT women's basketball program. Now you go to their practice facility and a reminder about how their season ended last March by 22 points to Louisville. Vic Schaefer, though, will square off against Gino Oriema, a team they played close but lost to last year. It's part of a three-game all-women's matchups, the Jimmy V Women's Classic on December 3rd. In the middle of that triple header, the Longhorns and UConn, not only a marquee game, 
but a spotlight for their game. On that day, there's going to be three really special games with six women's basketball teams being a part of something that in the, in the basketball world has become very special, and that's Jimmy V Week. It's just a real honor in my mind to, to have a chance to do that and to do it on a network on the national stage. You know, our job is to make that game a game, right? Playing a team of that caliber early in the year certainly generates interest. Usually, um, you know, it's still football season. I think that's uh, the Big 12, that's all the championships, that's championship weekend for football on that Saturday. But on Sunday, it's, it's over. that part's over, right? So you can focus on basketball. All right, speaking of football season, officially starts tomorrow for high school football. And, well, we've got it for you on KBVO, the Taco Shack Bowl. It will be Anderson and McCallum. They'll play that one at 730. Back to you. Look for live reports on KXAN News Today tomorrow on that. Now, for those of you listening on the KXAN podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking for you in the 5 a.m. hour. The first GOP debate ahead of the 2024 presidential election. That's today. What candidates plan to focus on? Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.